0: Welcome to another episode of Only the Brave Have Fun. And today's guest is Jan Reeves. Jan's an author, business builder, and a cash flow expert. She's going to share how strong cash flow and high profitability can make a massive difference to the value of any small business. Having sold her business for a record sum, Jan now shares her proven Get Paid Systems and Strategies with Other Businesses via her Get Paid Book and Masterclass. Her mission is to help small business owners get paid on time, increase their cash flow, profit, and business value. Let's welcome Jan. Hi Jan, how you doing? Well, thank you so much for coming. How are you? I'm well,
1: thank you. How are you?
0: <laughs> Good, thanks. Yeah, you're doing this on a Friday evening, huh?
1: I know, I thought the same about you actually, working on a Friday
0: evening. I, I love this, I love doing this um, and yeah, any opportunity I'll jump on it, if it's three o'clock in the night, at night I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you based?
1: Well, I'm in France at the moment, I'm originally from the UK, I've worked in Australia for about 25 years and now I live half the time in Australia, and half the time in France. Right, interesting. Yeah. Well, we have, we have a lot to
0: talk about. So let's, let's start from, from the present. So what do, what do you do currently and how do you help people? I know that and I've got a lot of nice, interesting questions and, and conversations to have with you. Okay. People that right. don't know much about Jan. Okay.
1: Well, um, I help small business owners with how to get their invoices paid on time. So I actually teach them a five-step process that enables them to get paid on time without upsetting their customers. It's, right. it's one of the biggest reasons why small businesses fail, that they can't get their invoices paid on time and uh, lots of times they don't chase up their, their customers because they don't know what to say. They're concerned that they might upset their customers so they don't chase them up. And it causes a lot of business failures. Absolutely. I mean,
0: you know, I was, I was doing some research on your website and every single thing you mentioned on there was on point. And, and I myself being a coach, I was in a very similar position. You know, I still am sometimes, you know, when you're asking for your invoice and you don't want to keep chasing your, your, your client. And then three months go by and six months go by. And, oh, my God, now I desperately need them. Yes. You know, otherwise I'm going to be behind on certain bills. And it becomes very uncomfortable and you don't want to lose them at the same time. But if a customer does not pay you, clearly, should they be your customer? So, well, so- well, no, but,
1: but by the same token, there are also lots of statistics to show that most customers do want to pay. Well, you have to choose your customers carefully, obviously. You can't just sell to everybody. But most customers do want to pay and they expect to pay. But almost half of all invoices go out and they've got an error of some description. You know, they might go to the wrong place, the wrong person. There might be something wrong with the calculation. The terms of trade aren't clear. The invoice due date isn't clear. All of those things. So there's lots and lots of small admin-type things that small business owners can do to give their invoice the best chance of being paid on time sure okay so let's let's go further back a little bit so where did you
0: begin your career you started in credit control was that is that correct that's right yes
1: i I, so i worked in credit control in one sort or another uh in the uk for about 25 years and i I worked for almost 10 years with a large multinational organisation and so there were a great many of us in the department and that's probably where I learnt a lot of my skills on getting paid. But after that, I went to a couple of other organisations and I set up their credit department, I guess, yeah, to help, help them get paid. I mean, all businesses need to, if they don't get their invoices paid, they've they've got to go and get a loan to keep trading. And that in itself is a problem because if they can't get paid, first of all, it's quite unlikely a lender's going to give them a loan. And even if they do give them a loan, they've still got to pay the loan back. So they've still got to collect their own debts. So they might just as well collect their own money from the outset. And and at what
0: point did you like decide, okay, I don't want to work here anymore or I found this issue, this problem that a lot of businesses have and I'm going to start something of my own? And I know, um, you know, doing some, doing my research, you, you started quite quite in your 40s, right? Uh, you started something, your own business. So yes. what was the point you said, okay, this is a common issue that comes up a lot and, you know, I'm going to go and help out people or businesses so you rather...
1: I actually started, so I went to Australia when I was about 40 and I, after a couple of years, I started an employment agency, a recruitment company. Right. And after a couple of uh, real headaches and one of them was that I almost had to close in the first year because I had a lot of business with one customer and that customer um, got taken over by another business, and the bank account was frozen. And if I hadn't, I, I, and they couldn't pay my invoices, and I had let my invoices become overdue myself, right. and so, and so I, I, so I made a couple of mistakes in the first year. First of all, I did a lot of work for one company, which is a big mistake. Probably ninety percent of my work was with one business. And then I didn't chase my own invoices. I was too busy out there trying to make sales. So when the company got, when my biggest customer got taken over and the bank account frozen, they owed me $100,000. And being a new business, being a new business, that was about all the money I had. So, I mean, I was really lucky. I was really fortunate. I, I actually did get paid. After about a week. Um, But I almost I you know I was on the border of losing my business. And by that time I had my first two employees. So I you know I would have lost everything. And, And in fact, I had I had put everything I had into the business as well. So I would have, I probably would have had to go back to the UK and get a job.
0: So, so when you left u k and went to australia was that was that intention of you know i 'm going to go and start something there or you came to Australia no, 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 it
1: was no it was a whole series of personal circumstances. I actually got divorced and um, I went to Australia for a long holiday to clear my mind and I, I never went back. <laughs> I never went back to the UK. I, I no, I worked with someone else at first, and, but then I saw an opening in the market for, uh, for a recruitment company. And, um, and that's why I started it.
0: Wow. Okay. And then you're one year in and then you have this situation where, where this yeah. inward problem came in and you almost had to close the business. What happened next?
1: Yes. Well, after that initial problem, I realised that I couldn't ever put myself in that position again. So I really... I had to put my focus on other areas of the business and one of them was getting paid. And so I, I took all the knowledge that I had from working in credit control with larger businesses yeah. and I sort of condensed it into a little system that would suit a small business. And as I say, by that time I had two employees and I also had a part-time admin person. And so I put together how to, how to get our invoices paid that our admin person could do. She was only there part-time and, so, and I had to go and make the sales because you know, it was my business, so I had to be at the front of the business. So I had to put together this little process that my admin person could do that made sure all our invoices got paid on time. And it, and look it and it worked and it worked for the next fifteen years. Wow! And the business when the business grew and grew and grew and it grew to a twelve million dollar turnover. Wow! And twenty eight employees and three offices and um, and then I sold it. I sort of retired
0: really. Right. Okay. And, oh, and then this is your more of a passion project, if you like
1: Wait. yes yes this is uh, this is simply because because I know that it causes so much greed for small business owners and it causes so many of them to go out of business or to work for no profit, you know it's something that I know how to do really well, and it worked very well in my own small business so And it's not, you know, it's administration and it's customer service. So, it's anyone can do it. It's not nearly as scary as people think. It's not all baseball bats, (laughs) baseball bats, and um, you know, seven-day letters. Not, not, not at all. It's, uh, it's a bit of a holistic approach to customers. Right. In your opinion, what's what's more difficult?
0: What type of client is more difficult? Uh, a single customer or, or a company, like a lot of coaches uh, that I work with and a lot of coaches that I am, um, you know, my, my peers had this issue with, uh, you know, it's a lot easier when you're working with an organisation to get paid yeah. than working with an individual. So how yeah. do you, in, your, in your view and your experience, what, what's the most difficult to, to work with and, and, and what should you do to avoid that kind of scenario?
1: Um, I, I don't think there's anyone... I don't think either individuals or businesses are more difficult. I think it's just how you approach them both. And so, I, I, so for me, I didn't often deal with a person. It was usually a business. But working with the clients that I work with, yes, you know, some of them are business coaches and so they might be coaching a client, one person. Yeah. And so I always suggest to them that um, that you know that there's a discussion about money yeah. before before they start coaching. And look, lots of coaches invoice in different ways. So it could be, for example, some of them might pay uh, um, ask for a payment upfront for um, a specific you know number of sessions. But yeah. certainly, I, certainly I wouldn't let, I wouldn't ever advise a business coach to coach one person and leave that person without receiving the payment. Right. So every, everyone's got a credit card. So if it's, if it's a one person, um, you know, unless it's very difficult, different circumstances, I would always suggest that they... They take their money at the end of the
0: session. Right. See, that, that's, a, that's a big issue with, uh, you know, most people getting into working on their passion projects or passion business. Yeah. And, and then, you know, they go out with all this enthusiasm, you know, I'm going to go out and help people. And when it comes to this conversation of money, it becomes very, very uncomfortable. And, and, yeah. and you want to leave that right towards the end. And, you know, at that time, you've given the client everything they need, and you know, need and want, and and you know, they don't see the value in paying you anymore. But at the same time, how do you, you know, how do you come across that you want to be really helpful and give them value, and that you expect and you want the money up front without sounding
1: needy and more salesy and being business person? Um, well, well, it, uh, I guess it's it's a business transaction, and so there's always a sale wherever there's a sale involved. There's got to be a corresponding payment. Otherwise, people are working for nothing. And so even though it is someone's passion, if they want to make a business out of it, they've got to put, let's say, for example, maybe here's a good illustration. Now, everyone who's in business knows that they need to make sales and they make a plan to hustle and... They plan and they do marketing and they hustle until they get a sale. So they put a lot of effort into getting a sale. Would you agree? Yes, absolutely. All right. So what percent of effort do you think they would put into getting a sale? Oh, God. (laughs) 99? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. However, a sale is completely useless In fact, it's worse than useless if it's not paid. So correspondingly then, how much effort should they be putting into making sure they get paid as well? Oh, 100%. Yes. And so they need to find a very pleasant, personable way to have the conversation with the customer. And, in fact, what I teach my clients now is a five-step process. the very first step is setting up customers for success right from the word go. And so having the conversation in a customer service way, you know, this is how I normally prepare my invoices for customers, this is how I normally present it, this is what nor- how customers normally pay, does that suit you? Right. A simple conversation... Similar to that, this is what I know. This is how clients normally how we interact in terms of payment. And how does that suit you? Does that suit you? Yeah.
0: Well, would you? Would you? In in that scenario, would you um, see one of the things that makes an invoice? Let's say someone's purchasing, you know, as an example, uh, you know, a six month program or something. It might cost five thousand pounds. Yes. A lot of the times, you you know, you work. You want obviously work with people that have that kind of funds available yes you know you don't want to be working with someone who wants the coaching but doesn't want to pay yes. at the same time you know it makes it a lot easier with certain customers when certain clients rather when you want to when you have an op, a payment option yes direct yes 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 like having a split payment and all of that in yes. my experience you know a, a lot earlier when i first started coaching and a lot of people I know had very similar issues I, what I always did was I charged half now, and then I'll charge half in the middle. You know, in the middle of the coaching program. Yeah. And most of the time, I had to do a lot of chasing before I got paid. What 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 would you do in that scenario?
1: Oh, I'd, I'd set up a direct debit, and so on the first of every month, it just came out of their bank account. <laughs> right. And 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 really, I would discourage if that direct debit was. Uh, refused, then um, I, I wouldn't coach. I wouldn't coach the person again until they paid. I mean, people. You know, if, if you want to make a profit in business, you have to get paid for the work that you do. You have to. Otherwise, you go broke. And so, yes, credit card payments, direct debits, those sorts of, uh, and end monthly. I probably wouldn't do half and half maybe because then you've got to chase that other half. Right. So you either do
0: pull up front or break the payments monthly? Is that, is that what you're saying? Yes,
1: break them monthly, yes. Or if you do want to do half and half, although I, I still think half and half's a bit dangerous because if you've given your client a great deal of value in that first half, Maybe they think, oh, maybe that's enough now, you know. That could be an issue, I guess. Or you set it up so that you take half of it at the beginning and then half of it, you know, already by direct debit or you already have their credit card details. I think people, it seems that... With other coaches that I have worked with and that I do work with, it seems that people often don't mind giving their credit card details because it's a bit invisible, it's a bit anonymous, it's not really like money. Right. So there should be a contract, even if it's a one-page contract, and at the bottom it gives the opportunity for the client to fill out their credit card details got it something like an offer
0: form which where they put in the details of what kind of payment that they're going yeah. to pay. right yeah,
1: yeah absolutely yeah i mean there, there should always be some sort of contract if you're providing a service and getting paid it can be a simple contract but there should be something like that it makes it sort of official
0: oh awesome okay you mentioned about the in the methodology, you mentioned about the first step.
1: What's the, what's the second step then? The second step is, is all about because so many invoices go out with an error on them, it's tweaking your invoice process to, to make sure that you've got everything possible that your customer wants to see on their invoice. So what happens with the almost 50% that have an error It's received by a customer and there's there's something wrong with it. And so it goes, you know, in their emails, at the bottom of their emails, or it goes in a drawer or it gets put on a pile because it's not exactly right. And the customer is very unlikely to call the supplier and say, oh, hey, there's something wrong with your invoice or those calculations don't add up or I can't see when it's due for payment. They'll just put it aside because they're busy running their own business. And so step two is about, is about make, you know, having a process for writing an invoice so that it, you give it every chance of going out 100% correct and it doesn't... So it, it sails through your customer's invoice processing
0: system Sure. I mean, and that's, that's a very valid point. Um, I, I've had this in myself and I've bought some services from someone and the, um, especially when they email me the invoice, first of all, that's, that's much better than them posting it to you. It makes a lot yeah. sense. And you know what I really like is when they have a link where I can just click and it takes me to the payment, I put the card details in and it's done. When they ask me to do a bank transfer, now looking back at it, I'm like, oh God, this is just so much hassle going to my office.
1: Exactly. it Exactly. We want to make the process as smooth as possible. Exactly. Yes. And look, having a link on an electronic invoice mm-hmm. to be able to put your credit card details in is absolutely perfect. And so, the um, the coaches that you you mention, that's probably how they should send their contract. Then they should send their contract by email with the opportunity to click on a link and pay by credit
0: card. Absolutely. I mean, that's what I've implemented now, and uh, yeah. it, works,
1: it works pretty well. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Yeah, I think that, yes, I think that should work. Are most of your, um, uh, most of your clients yeah. coaches?
0: No, so, so basically I, I help corporate employees, uh, you know, who want to transition from, from their jobs to wanting to start a business startup or okay. a highly paid consultant. Most of them want to work in the space of use your skills like yourself, use their skills that they have learned and put them into all their passion and put them into sort of package them into a business and you know launch that. Yes, and and most of them have been in coaches uh, and obviously they do touch different areas, but they yes. have coaches. So, uh, so yeah, so, so and a lot of them work with um, some of them work with one to one clients, and um, so majority work with one to one clients, and the rest do a mixture of one to one group and. And with businesses, okay. Point is usually is that one to one clients by not having these things in in place, sometimes it can be very challenging, you know. Especially at the beginning when you don't have your niche kind of um, uh, figured out. Yeah. Pretty much everyone. You don't want to. You don't want to say no to a sale, even though you think I don't feel it hundred percent. I know you're smiling. you you not every <laughs> sales a good. Sale. When you know this person is not gonna. You know, it's not gonna work hard or it's not hundred yes, um, yes. percent there, you at the end of the day they're not gonna you're not gonna see the results that you expect them to have.
1: Yes. And so then that's your, your, that's your that's your Yes. Your job satisfaction then it's not very good, isn't it? I, I I had to learn not to not to work with everybody.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, and then that's that's the key. So what's what's the, what's the third step?
1: The third step is, is what I call the insider secret. And this is, and not many people do this, but it works brilliantly. And that is to make a, a customer service call to your client before the invoice is due for payment and have a conversation with them, not about paying their invoice, but about how was the service, what's happened since then, how's your organisation doing, Is there anything about our invoice that you didn't like? All of those sorts of things because as much as you do all you can to send out a perfect invoice so that it doesn't get held on, there are still going to be times when, you know, the the customer isn't happy with the invoice for some reason. So the insider secret is contacting the customer before the invoice is due for payment, and so if in a very customer service focused way and and if then if there is a problem with the invoice, if there's any reason at all it's not going to be paid on time, then the supplier can find out before the due date they can fix it pretty fast, build their relationship with the customer while they're doing it, and then it's easy at the end to say, well, actually, once the customer's happy, it's easy then to say, yeah, well, it's actually due for payment next Tuesday and, you know, make a joke about now that we've sorted all that out, it'd be easy just to pay, you know, on time. So I've got lots of tactics and scripts and so on to help people to make those sorts of customer service-focused calls right that is brilliant
0: I, I i would i would call this customer care more than customer yes exactly care. exactly while you're finding out how you are and your services and how they're doing with your in with yes. your, your service you're also yes. trying to find out you're being very personable you're being you're being very caring and and then at the end you know you can finish with a bang and saying oh by the way yes you know, exactly doesn't sound very salesy it sounds very you know you come across
1: very caring and that's how it should yeah. be yes that's, exactly exactly that's and brilliant. you know so so what it's, what it, it the whole the whole five step process is about building a relationship with your clients so that they like you because as much as and i'm sure you'll know this yeah people will only buy from you if they like you correct it's the same with getting paid the more they like you, the faster they'll pay you and so the whole this whole five step process is about building a really warm relationship with your customers.
0: Yeah. Wow. Wow. Oh, absolutely. So it's not about getting paid; it's about relationships. <laughs>
1: it is, absolutely it is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. This is exactly how I built my business, and there are there's some really good, I guess, byproducts of this too. One of them is because you come across as a caring supplier and they, and you, you look like a customer service hero, why would they go anywhere else and buy the, the same product? They don't. They come back to you all the time because they like dealing with you. And also you make yourself into or you make your customers into raving fans. Do you know that expression? Yes, yeah. A raving fan. Okay and so even when somebody doesn't ask them about where they get their particular service they're actually marketing your services to their to their friends and their colleagues so again that's the whole five step process because it's in that's why i was able to build such a profitable business because we didn't have to do a lot of marketing. We had lives of referrals and we had lives of repeat business.
0: Yeah, I, I can see, you know, if, if you're getting, if the customer care is there more than customer service.
1: Yeah.
0: Really, I could say, why would you go to anybody else? Exactly, exactly, yeah. And very quickly, overview no of step four and five um, before, we, uh, before we end the interview. Okay,
1: we'll Yeah, step four is um, one of the other things that people often say is that they don't feel confident about asking for payment. Okay, and there's there's a couple of things about feeling confident. The first one is the more knowledge you've got, the more confident you feel. And so step four is about being knowledgeable in lots of different little areas. And that's one of the aspects that, helps you feel confident. The other is over the last however many years, probably too, more, too many than I care to remember, I've developed lots of tactics and lots of expressions to help myself feel confident. And, um, and I've taught them to my own administrator and so on. So it's about being, it's about having knowledge. So step four is about confidence. Feeling 100% confident all around, in your are asking for payment or getting paid. And step five is about how to stop, how to spot a red flag. So, how to not lose money because you've got a bad debt, because bad debts are really, really expensive, much more expensive than the face value of the invoice, because Let's say you send out an invoice for £1,000, probably, let's say, £750, £750 of that was a product that you had to buy in and tweak and so on. And so your profit margin is £250. So when you get a bad debt, your profit is £250, but you've had to pay out 750 so to make that again it's not just raising one more invoice you know to, you've got to pay off your debt and make that profit somehow again so yeah. you've got to do a lot more business to reimburse yourself for the bad debt so step 5 is about how to stop spot a red flag which is a bad debt coming <laughs> And what to do about it, and what to do, yeah, exactly what to do about it, so that you don't lose any money. So, 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 John, do you run any workshops, or do you do you just provide one-to-one or group coaching? No, um, no, I I work with a few businesses one-on-one, but always online because because you know I live all over the place. (laughs) But um, I I just get something to show you. You might have seen. Did you have you seen this?
0: I have indeed, yes. Oh, uh, okay. So, to... I've ordered my copy. So uh, <laughs> I am a I was looking at it in to see if you have an uh, audio copy. Would that be coming out anytime soon?
1: Well, um, look, I have I have thought about it actually. Um, and, and someone else has asked me about it. So yes, I oh, look I might try and do that probably when I get back to Australia. So it might be towards the end of the year. Yeah. And, and, I, and
0: I tell this to everyone I meet that, you know, that's right. I'm writing a book at the moment. And, you know, if I was to turn it into audio, which I will, I always say, please, regardless of how your voice sounds, do it in your own voice, the authors. Do oh, them. really? Yeah, absolutely. I've, one of my favorite authors, uh, you know, book series are by Robert Kiyosaki. Oh, yes. Yeah. And Rich Dad Porter series, right? Uh, when, when I hear someone else's voice and then when I listen to his videos or, or you know, watch him live, I'm like, something doesn't click here. I mean, the message is there, but something doesn't click. Really? Yeah, it makes a massive difference. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so really, as a, as a person, I think you're godsend for people. I think if there's to- everybody that, you know, has this list of top five books to read before starting a business, your book should be there. Definitely yeah. should be there. <laughs> this is an issue people don't realize that, especially I could speak for coaches and consultants and, you know, um, even startups in recruitment space or you know other space, yeah, uh, you know all these boutique companies and you know new, new startups. That's that's a cash flow is a massive issue, and you know you're going to put in so much effort in finding a, a sales funnel and getting leads and raising invoice and having these sales conversation, and you don't realize that all of that goes wasted. Yeah, if your invoice is not getting paid.
1: Oh, definitely, definitely, and you know I just hate seeing because. Small business owners work really hard and I just hate seeing and hearing about, about small business owners that work really hard but they're not making, you know, they're not making themselves a decent salary. I've worked with, um, so I've got the book but I've also got an online masterclass. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yes. So the five steps are... Um, in the masterclass, so there's videos of me explaining every step, and also lots of lots of cheat sheets and templates and dialogue examples and call scripts. So, yeah. So I um, so I sell that, and I run webinars sometimes for industry groups. Right. And and I I work one on one with a few large organisations, and I uh, train their people. Uh, out of interest, is there any specific industry that you find
0: has, is the most challenging when it comes to invoices getting paid? Yes, there are a few, actually.
1: Um, and interestingly, it's often service companies. Right. So accountant, accountants. Wow, okay. Architects and lawyers. As in, okay, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anything to do with the building trade is is fraught with danger. I mean, I would just love to work with more subcontractors and. Um,
0: it's interesting you say that. I, I run a renovations company, um, a building uh, sorry, a residential renovations company. Uh-huh. And, and, uh huh. And we have this process in place where we, you know, work in stage payments. Oh and- okay. Most of the time it works very well, but you get occasionally where, where someone can't make up their mind on what color, uh, what, type, oh, yeah. what kind of walls they want. And, you know, you get the occasional person. And it's all, always more so, mm, I thought it looked like this. It doesn't look like that. So I'm not sure I'm going to hold it. Well, the work has been done, as you requested. But, you know, so, yeah, that, that's very interesting. I'm, I'm sure to uh, join one of your online classes, if, if not meet you face to face. And uh <laughs> ordered your book. I'm a slow reader. I'll, 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 um, if the audiobook book comes before that, I'll be getting on that. So anybody, you know, everybody listening to this, get the book, get paid. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it should be your top five books before starting a business. It should be there. Read that. Join Jan on her online classes, her webinars, um, send her a message, contact her. She's doing an amazing job. Um, and, and, you know, the value you get out of it is, is phenomenal. You know, the amount of businesses, people that will you'll come across that talk about invoices not getting paid. And it seems like the simplest stuff, but a lot of people have this fear that, you know, if I ask for money, I'll lose the client. But if you don't ask for money, then you won't have a business.
1: You'll lose your business. <laughs> and, and look, honestly, I, have to, I, I really have to stress again, it's not nearly as difficult as people think. And all they need is a few, a few proven little strategies um, and they tuck them away up their sleeve. It's something their VA or their bookkeeper or their part-time assistant can do because it's not confrontational at all. It's just customer service in the right place.
0: Awesome. Any, any, what's, what's next? Is there anything else coming? Another book or any, anything big that you're planning on? A big event? Or... Um,
1: no, I mean... I. <laughs> I sometimes get asked to, to do events and um, I've got the sort of personality that I, I would probably love to do them, but I'm never in the right place at the right time. And, uh, yeah, so I, I tend not to do... I've, I've done a few, but I tend not to do those. Um, look, I, I should still be working with customers one-on-one. When people um, purchase my course... I actually spend time with them as well. I either help them; they they can decide um, where they'd like me to spend time with them. Sometimes it's at the front in the planning, and sometimes it's after they've um, after they've done the five steps. Um, if they're struggling to implement one of the one of the five steps or something, then um, then I'll work with them then. So I enjoy doing that. I like working with business owners.
0: Yeah. Awesome. You, you really add a lot of value to, to businesses, you know, and I highly recommend everybody, at least if nothing else, read the book and, and you <laughs> know, learn the strategies. Oh,
1: look, I'm, I'm often on LinkedIn. I post tips on LinkedIn. I post tips on my website. So people can always find me on LinkedIn.
0: Well then, Thank you so much for joining us. Um, and, yeah, any, any last words before we say goodbye?
1: No, no, it's very nice to meet you and um, I hope you enjoy my book. <laughs> but if, you, if you've got any questions about getting paid, just uh, find me on LinkedIn or drop me a note and I'm happy to help. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Great to meet you. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want to turn your idea into a business and escape the corporate rat race, then check out my business accelerator program, which takes you from idea to making sales. Visit www.jazzbayaurora.com. And remember, only the brave have fun.